Welcome to the Awakened Healing Podcast, soulful insights for well-being. I'm Caitlin Strempel, your guide on this transformative journey into emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual healing. As an intuitive healer, mom, and wife, join me in exploring the shadowy corners of your being. We'll play along the edges of unsexy emotions, embracing every aspect of yourself and releasing what no longer serves. It's a descent to ascend, inviting you to rediscover your wholeness. In each episode, we'll unravel the mysteries of self through energy work, subconscious reprogramming, and holistic modalities. From chakra balancing to crystal therapy, hypnotherapy, and somatic release work, we'll navigate a rich tapestry of healing possibilities. Empowering you with the knowledge and tools for innate healing, we'll explore subtle shifts in energy, mindset, and consciousness that lead to profound transformations. Whether seeking relief from emotional wounds, overcoming mental blocks, or elevating spiritual well-being, this podcast is your compass to holistic wellness. Tune in, connect with our vibrant community, and let soulful insights guide you to a life filled with balance, resilience, and awakened healing. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Awakened Healing Podcast. I am Caitlin. I am so excited you are here. I'm also very excited because I just launched the Awakened Healing Portal, which is my monthly membership, a library of all things healing, subliminals, hypnosis, rapid resolution therapy, energy healing, meditations for any ailment that you could ever want to focus on. We just posted, I think about uh, 20 videos and it will be growing every single week. I also just wrapped up and launched my two-week trauma release series, which you get for free in the membership or you can purchase it as a one-off for $44.44. We'll link everything below in the show notes. But this was a huge feat for me because one, I'm ahead of schedule. And two, I launched while kiddos were sick. Um, And if any of you parents know out there, when a kiddo is sick, it is very hard to get stuff done. Um, So to celebrate, I think it would be appropriate to deep dive with you into the subject of trauma, trauma healing, and to truly understand the impact it has on our lives and in the lives of the ones that love us most, how it gets stuck in our bodies and how we can release it all. I could make hundreds of podcast episodes on trauma. So we'll start here. We'll see whatever questions you have that come up. Let me know so we can work it into another show for you. But trauma, processing trauma, processing trauma and releasing it is going to be the difference between having a turbulent life, one that feels like one that feels like you're trying to go, 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 but you're always hitting speed bumps or you always have stuff happening to you or It just doesn't feel flowy. So it's between that, you know, whether the bumps are big or small and a life that feels easy and flowy and energizing. It's, you know, one that feels just really light and not weighed down by so many burdens and self-sabotage and rocky relationships and pain. You know, a lot of trauma gets stuck in our body and yes, it causes conscious patterns that we're aware of, but there's a lot, a lot of subconscious 
programming that is created from this that we don't even know exists that's running our reality right now. And before, you know, we dive into the meat and potatoes, let me back up a little bit and let's get on the same page to just the word trauma in general. What is trauma? When we hear the word trauma, many of us, our minds immediately immediately jump to images of major life-threatening events or disasters. And yes, that can be true. However, the reality is that trauma encompasses a much broader spectrum of experiences. Trauma in its comprehensive sense refers to any distressing or disturbing event that overwhelms an individual's ability to cope. And it's very subjective. One person might be able to handle something else while the other person, you know, has a rougher time with it. And, you know, it goes beyond that stereotypical definition of catastrophic incidents. And it includes experiences like, you know, both big and small that can leave lasting emotional imprints. You know, we think of physical harm, emotional emotional abuse, neglect, or even witnessing distressing events could also mean being left out of your friend group, overhearing your mom say something that hurts your feelings, hearing a parent figure constantly making fun of other people, judging other people, or hearing somebody you look up to talk poorly about their bodies, especially when we're kids, because it might be about themselves, but kids take in that energy and they take that in and we're learning about ourselves through other people. So when we talk about trauma today, we're not just focusing on the extreme cases. We are acknowledging the nuanced and the varied nature of traumatic experiences that many people carry with them. I would say that everybody has some sort of trauma that they are carrying. Trauma can occur in childhood, it can occur in adulthood, and if it's not processed, effects will linger and they can stay, and it shapes the way that we perceive ourselves, perceive others, and the world around us, and our thoughts, which affect our emotions, which affect our relationships, and our physical well-being. Trauma can create pain in our bodies. It can alter the way our brain thinks. So it is key, it is key, key, key to process your trauma and to understand the subconscious patterns that you are running so that you can just be free from all of it, all right? Your body doesn't want to be in fight or flight mode. It's tired of being in fight or flight mode. It's carrying a huge burden for you because it's stuck in your body and it doesn't want you to die, basically. You know, when we are in fight or flight, that is our bodies, our minds protecting us because it thinks that we're going to die. It thinks that we're in trouble. All right, let's chat the impact of trauma. Our bodies and our minds are deeply interconnected. And when faced with a traumatic event, the physiological responses set off a complex chain of reactions. When confronted with a threat, whether it's real or perceived, this is important, our sympathetic nervous system kicks into action. It triggers the well-known fight or flight response I was just talking about. It's this ancient survival mechanism that prepares the body to confront the threat 
or to flee from it. That's where you get the fight or flight. So when this happens, your heart rate increases. It pumps more blood to the muscles in your body. Specifically, depending on what it is, it's usually the jaw or the hips and the legs. And it prepares the body for action. Breathing becomes rapid and shallow because it wants to make sure that you have a quick supply of oxygen. The senses, the five senses become sharper and energy is redirected from non-essential functions such as digestion, creativity, fertility to support immediate survival needs, which is do I fight or do I flee? Cortisol, often referred to as the stress hormone, shoots up. It shoots up. Your body is put into chronic stress if the trauma is not processed. So cortisol shoots up. It will go away if it's appropriately processed. If not, it will stay up. It will put your body in chronic stress. And that causes so much, so many issues, heart problems. Um, maybe you always get sick because your immunity is down. Digestion is out of whack. It affects your memory. It affects your sleep. It gives you brain fog and so many other things. These tend to trickle down then and can kickstart grief, kickstart depression, anxiety. So why does our body hold on to trauma? Now, you know, like I said, this response is crucial. It's crucial for survival in the short term. But problems arise, like I said, when it becomes a chronic state due to prolonged exposure to trauma. So that's one way it becomes chronic. It's you're constantly exposed to trauma or due to a blip. It's what I call the blip us humans have in our brain, our processing system. So in nature, we're going to, I'm going to give you the story about a zebra and a wolf. A wolf comes and the zebra sees it and the zebra flees. All right. And one would say, that the wolf caused zebra to run. However, the way I look at it is that zebra's brain caused zebra to run. The wolf doesn't want to cause the zebra to run. The wolf does not want to scare the zebra because it wants to eat the zebra. And it's easier to catch and eat the zebra when the zebra has no care in the world, does not care that a wolf is one foot away from it. So zebra's mind is creating this fight or flight response. However, once the wolf is gone, it escapes the wolf, let's say. The wolf is gone, and an hour later, it's eating grass. And you go out to me like, whoa, man, like, that was crazy what I saw between you and the wolf. Like, isn't that scary? The zebra would be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just eating here, having a wonderful time with my delicious grass. This is because most organisms in nature that have this response, it only happens when it is necessary for survival. Its brains then shut it off immediately. And that's because they don't have the logical mind that humans have. So humans have a very intricate brain, which is great. It's the reason why we are human. It's the reason why we are thriving and successful in some areas. However, blips sometimes occur, and this is one of them. So we have our subconscious mind and we have 
our logical mind. Our subconscious mind thinks that the trauma in us is still happening. It doesn't have that mechanism that turns it off because the subconscious can remember what has happened before and it thinks that it's still happening. It doesn't differentiate between past, present, and future. It just all thinks it's happening right now. So even though we logically know that the trauma is over, the subconscious mind still thinks it's happening. And that's because the subconscious mind and the conscious mind, they speak different languages, basically. Let's, I mean, let's just say that one speaks English and one speaks Chinese. So the cortisol is still up. There's still more than enough blood pumping through your legs and to your jaw, but we are not physically releasing it because we aren't running away from a wolf. <laughs> you know, logically, we see that there's nothing happen happening to us, so we don't need to run. While our subconscious is keeping our body in that fight or flight mode. And when we don't run it out and get it out and process it appropriately, it relaxes the stress hormones, relax in, into our joints, into our muscles, and into our bones. On top of that, the amygdala, the part of your brain that deals with emotions, becomes hyperactive, heightening emotional responses, even in non-threatening situations. This is why people become triggered, why we have triggers. And this is an actual brain altercation that happens if trauma does not get processed. You know, the good news is, though, is that we have learned that we can now rewire our brains back to its original state. And this is perfect example of why I always explain the importance of the four dimensions of healing, which is what we went over in the last podcast. So it is so important to heal yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and energetically. If not, you will heal to a certain extent and you will plateau. You will plateau and will not get fully processed. That is, you know, what trauma is and why it happens to us, why it gets stuck. And let's now switch gears into how we can move forward with healing. There are two main steps. The first one is acknowledging trauma. That's the first step towards healing. It's like turning on the light in a dark room. By recognizing and acknowledging our experiences, we begin to bring them out of the shadows and into our conscious awareness. This process allows us to understand the impact that these experiences have had on us. The second step is addressing the trauma, which is as equally essential. Stopping the patterns. So imagine carrying a heavy backpack full of rocks everywhere you go. Those rocks represent the weight of unaddressed trauma. As we address and release these burdens, we lighten our load, creating space, space for healing and space for growth. And we release trauma physically from our body and energetically as well. And this all sounds really simple. Like, yes, here are two simple steps, <laughs> but it may or may not be as easy as it sounds. It's usually not going to be as easy as it sounds for most people. Why is that? Well, first of all, how do you actually bring something from the unconscious to the conscious? <laughs> you know, and if you're not sure what your programs are and your patterns, 
you will definitely want to snag my subconscious reprogramming offer that I have. Again, it's at a hugely discounted rate for Awakened Healing Portal members, which is a membership I was talking about. Again, you can also buy it as a one-off, but if you want to go about it on your own, this is what I suggest. It is essential to catch yourself when you are triggered. Again, another hard thing to do, but you'll get triggered and then you might catch it an hour later. That's a step. And eventually you will catch yourself as you're getting triggered before you even have an outburst. So you want to make sure that there is pause to try to really become in tune with what's happening in your body and catch the trigger. So it's it's essential to catch this trigger. You're going to stay curious about this trigger and ask questions about this trigger. Just kind of get a sense of what's going on. Does it happen often? Is there a certain pattern that's happening? Are there certain people that this is triggering? Um, am I being triggered by certain people? And what are you protecting? Is there something that you're protecting? Are you protecting a fear that you're going to get rejected? Are you protecting a fear that you're going to get physically hurt? Uh, the more you investigate, the more you will start to become aware of repeating patterns. And when you finally understand these patterns, again, it's going to, an example of a pattern would be, like I said, fear of judgment, fear of abandonment. Anything along those lines will basically tell you what your subconscious patterns are, what your fears are. And then once you know that, then you can physically release it. And that part is hard too, because physically releasing it can be emotional and it can be exhausting. It can be a lot. <laughs> so always have discernment. Once you acknowledge it, always have discernment and know when to go about it on your own and know when it's time to seek out help, support very simple, but also pretty hard. But there are so many tools and so many people to help you and to support you. Speaking about tools, let's actually go through a list of modalities to heal trauma. You know, there are so many approaches out there and so many pathways to healing, each with its own unique strengths. But I, these are my favorite. I'm going to break up my favorites. And this is coming from what I have personally used and the modalities that have been critical and incredibly effective for my own trauma healing and for the trauma work that I do with my patients. I have culled down from this to this of what I work on with my, my clients. And this again is for anything with the little, the little T trauma or the big tree, the big T trauma, the really complex traumas. And because I like focusing in on the four dimensions, I'm going to break it up into physical, mental, emotional, and energetic healing. So let's go with physical first. Physical modalities would be somatic release. Physical movements to release the trauma in your hips, your shoulders, your spine. This is 90% of what my two-week trauma release series is. This would be perfect for you if you are looking to release any of that stuck trauma that has settled into the hips and the joints and the muscles. Also under physical would be breath work. Breath work practices focus on 
conscious control of breath. Uh, and that directly regulates your nervous system, which is why it works. So the two, and again, there's so many modalities, but the two that I always work with is, I don't really actually know what this one is called, but you breathe in for three, out for six, or you can breathe in for four, out for eight. But you breathe in and exhale for twice as long as you breathed in for. This specific breath work cues your parasympathetic nervous system, and it tells it that you are good on oxygen, that you are out of trauma, you are relaxed. It, it cues the ability for your brain to relax, basically. The other one is Taoist breathing, which again is my, in my two-week trauma series, but it's where you breathe in and then breathe out certain sounds. And each different sound cleanses an organ in your body, which again is so good. It's releasing kind of that gunk that's already in there. This is this breath work I do every day. And when I tell you that it energizes you and it clears you out, it clears you out. I highly recommend it. That's it for physical. Let's go on to mental. I personally think that mental is the most beneficial because the mental is where you can stop and release the self-sabotage patterns, the subconscious patterns that are running your reality. The first one, rapid resolution therapy. This is my go-to. It is also known as RRT, and it's a therapeutic approach that aims to resolve trauma quickly, very quickly, and effectively by accessing and reprogramming the subconscious mind by speaking the language of the subconscious mind, which is through guided processes, um, certain language patterns, mimetic speaking, stories, metaphors. This you will, with RRT, you will see a shift so fast definitely within one session for sure. So there's RRT, rapid resolution therapy, subconscious reprogramming, which RRT basically is, but subconscious reprogramming involves the accessing and reshaping of those deeply rooted beliefs and thought patterns stored in the subconscious. Sometimes hypnosis is needed. I also highly recommend hypnosis and it just helps deepen your subconscious mind's understanding that the trauma is indeed over and it can relax. So hypnosis is not necessary for most people, but it really deepens the experience. Subliminal techniques work here too. So subliminal messaging involves your subconscious mind receiving information, but it can receive this information because it's it can't hear it. Your logical mind can't hear it. So subliminals are basically affirmations over music, over healing music. And so your logical mind, when you listen to this music, your logical mind can't hear it. So these affirmations bypass your logical mind and just sinks into your awareness. And it can also happen visually too. Like there's visual subliminal techniques. I personally think that auditory is much more effective. Um, but again, this rewires the subconscious mind as well, especially if the affirmations are addressing trauma-related thought patterns. And, you know, we just want to promote those positive affirmations. Third bucket is emotional. This is going to be about giving yourself space to feel and process. Space to feel and process. 
a lot of times we are afraid to feel. And this is where you feel. It's inner child healing. It's meditation because meditation cultivates mindfulness, bringing attention to the present moment without judgment. It can also enhance emotional regulation, reduce stress, and create that space for individuals to observe and detach from traumatic memories or just to be able to hold themselves in whatever it is that they're feeling without judgment. The last bucket is energy healing. Energy healing modalities such as Reiki, healing touch, all of those good things focus on balancing the bodies, energy centers, the auras, and the chakras. It finds energetic imbalances and it releases blocked emotions and supports self-healing. Energy healing, it goes into your body and it finds the spaces that needs it the most. And as it clears out your aura and your chakra system and your spinal flow, all of that good stuff, your energy, your life force energy starts to flow without interruption. And that creates the body to allow itself to heal itself. I love personally using energy healing and emotional healing together. I think that energy healing helps release the emotions that you are feeling when you're going through a really deep emotional release, especially if it starts to linger for a while. If you are going to be doing emotional release, which you should also make sure that you are doing energy healing as well. The key here is to explore all of these modalities and to find a combination, you know, at least one in each bucket, find a combination that resonates with you, one that feels good for your healing journey, and you can test them out. You can throw it out the window. If it doesn't work, find something else. But we really want to create a holistic and really beautifully profound approach to trauma recovery. And this is what that does. What happens when you start to release your trauma? (laughs) Many of us might already know this, but releasing trauma. With rapid resolution therapy, you can actually kind of just like clear it out like that. But many times we have to descend in order to transcend. That has been my personal experience for most things. But again, I've seen people come in and honestly, just gaining a different perspective or an outside perspective is very healing in itself and can be very healing very quickly. So you descend into the core of your pain. But on the other side of it, this is what you can expect. Positive vibes, more energy, which both of these sound like pretty, I don't know, like surface level, but it is like deep, like positive vibes more energy, better mood, improved sleep. Like this, if you're not getting sleep, if you're kind of like moody and you're grumpy or you're always thinking the worst, positive vibes is a huge transformation. More intimate relationships, easy friendships and relationships, ones that feel safe and expansive. You feel lighter. You become more creative, more intuitive. You become more fertile if you're trying to have a baby. What else? You release all the emotional and energetic baggage, and then the physical baggage will release behind that as well. It's like hitting the reset button completely on your well-being and your life. The start of it, you'll start to feel shifts, and you'll start to feel more shifts, and you'll start to feel better. And then you'll look back a few months later and not recognize who you are for the better. (laughs) So if you want tools to support you in this, 
especially any of the modalities that I mentioned in this podcast, definitely check out my Awakened Healing Portal. You can try it for free. And then after that, you have the option for OG pricing. We have OG pricing right now for a limited time, which is only $7.99 a month. It is insane. And you can cancel at any time and also get three free days free. So if you wanted to try out the Trauma Release Series, get in there and start the first three days and see if that's something that you want to explore further. Now, I've already had incredible feedback on it. And it's really interesting. It's it's really fun to see because it's a new project that I'm launching, which it always takes so much energy, but it's exciting. And it's really exciting to see the feedback already. One of the members, she plays her subliminals in the car for her kids. And she says that it's instant. Like the kids get back from school and they just like melt into the car, they relax, which is really cool to hear. Um, another member of ours was grieving the loss of two wives that, you know, was very very and still very traumatic for him, but he had a very intense energetic and emotional purge, which if you guys have never experienced an energetic or emotional purge, it's, it's a game changer. Like it is intense, but instantaneously once it's over, you feel so much better. Um, that was after one of the hypnosis in the program, he said, and he was able to just create different circuitry in his mind that allowed him to look at a situation through a totally different lens that he wasn't able to even access before. He didn't even know that that lens existed before. You know, and I'm just so passionate about holistic healing and all of this because I have experienced, me personally, I have experienced miracles in my own healing, plus incredible miracles with clients as well. Like this is magic. <laughs> I, you know, and I feel like we've just touched the, on the surface here and we will be diving more into trauma and more into holistic healing. Again, if you have any questions in regards to trauma healing, let me know so we can address it in future episodes. And that's it for today. Take care of yourself and happy healing. Happy healing.